Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there. Hope you're doing really well living just a blessed life and discovering evidence of God's promises just all over the place, like God's fingerprints on your life everywhere. That's what I've been praying for you. Um, And I'm really expecting God to answer that prayer. I believe he's going to just flat bless your socks off in one way or another this week. That is what I'm believing for you. So not a whole lot new to mention, so I'm thinking we can just jump right into our verse and grab hold of God's promises for us. So let's do it. Let's just get after it. All right, we're going to look at Zephaniah. He is a minor prophet from the Old Testament, so toward the end of the Old Testament, shortly before you get to Matthew. Zephaniah three seventeen, and you've probably heard this verse, even if you don't know the reference for it, the address, some people call it. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. This is awesome. It is such a beautiful verse of promise. There is boatloads of hope in this verse. We have guarantees here that are just fabulous and fantastic. Listen, it's like heavy laden, spilling over with hope. The promise, the richness of God's love for us, it's just all right here in this verse. So it's like rock your world kind of goodness stuff here. Okay, so this one little tiny bit that's like two sentences long, this little bit taken from a tiny book in the Old Testament. And wow, like wowza, all it takes sometimes is just one little bit, just that one little glimmer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when the sun is coming up, um, say you spend a night out on a mountain, you're camping or something, or, um, you know, I've read stories of people lost at sea. And sometimes those first few nights, they're not used to that kind of darkness and that kind of uncertainty, and they're out on the water in a small dinghy or a raft or something, and that little glimmer of sunlight is really, really hopeful. Now, it may not remain that way if you're lost at sea, because you get real dehydrated, but those that first morning, there's light, you know, that little glimmer, that little bit of hope can spark so much more hope, it grows. A little spark is what starts a big fire, right? So um, that's what this verse is going to be for us today. Now, it's just one single verse. But there's a lot here. There is plenty for us to take a look at, plenty to believe God for, because that's the point of this. We're not just talking to talk. I'm not, you're not just listening while you go on a run or something, I hope. That's fine if you do, um, and good for you. And if you're a runner, keep after it, because that's, uh, you know, that's tough stuff. That's long-term commitment, so keep after it. But uh, this is about really believing God. This isn't just about me talking. This isn't just about words. I want you to believe God for this. So, hey, just a reminder, what you believe God for is what you should be praying for, okay? So if you're believing him for something, 
Don't just believe him for it. Pray. Ask him for that exact thing. Pray about that thing you're believing him for and thank him for it in advance. I want you to do all three. Believe him for it. Pray to your father about that thing and thank him for it. Believe him on it. Pray to your father on it and thank God for it now before you have it. Okay. Sometimes we believe God for something and then we don't say it out loud in prayer. And we don't praise him for it. We don't speak it out. We don't ask him for it. We don't praise him for it. And there's a lot of good reasons for this. Um, Sometimes we just never thought of it. We believe him for it. Yeah, yeah, I listen to that podcast. And oh, that verse is from me. It's so powerful. I believe you for that, God. And then you never really have a conversation with the Lord about it. And you never say out loud, I'm going to praise you in advance for bringing into my life the truth of the promise that was in XYZ verse. So sometimes we just don't think about it. Um, maybe though, maybe you don't have strong believers for friends around you, your closest friends, maybe your family, you don't have super strong believers around you. And that kind of thing will set their teeth on edge. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're talking all Jesus-y here. I don't know. What do you mean? You believe God's promises and you speak it out loud and you thank him in advance. Some people just shut that kind of stuff down or they'll make you feel really uncomfortable. So maybe you're not surrounded by people who encourage that. Well, that's all right. I'm encouraging you to do that right now. Um, And one is enough, right? One person encouraging you can be enough to spur you on to the next level of faith. And we all want to be about that. Who can you encourage today to grow in their faith, to go from faith to faith? from the faith they have now to a greater faith. Do it. Be about that work. It's important work and we're in tough, tough times right now. So please do that for somebody and do it today, today. Like this podcast will end and then do it right away or stop the podcast right now and do that. It's really important. Okay. Um, And sometimes you have a church home that's maybe a little bit more um, silent types of prayers. Maybe you don't pray out loud or pray in groups, and that's okay. Maybe somebody from the platform does the praying and you pray along. So maybe you don't like speaking it out loud is new territory for you, but go ahead and try it. Um, You maybe even have a group of people around you, maybe in your workplace or a college campus. Maybe they don't encourage big hopes and big dreams. Maybe your family is a little bit more reserved and they just don't talk big, whatever it might be. Like you can start being the change in that. You can have big hopes and big dreams based on uh, what you think God is is promising you and what you want to see him do in your world. So ask him big. Ask him to give you big hopes. Ask God to give you big dreams related to the verses that you know are his promises for you. So believe him for it, but pray to him about it and thank him for it in advance. So it's, um, if you're Let's see. I'm not necessarily, um, let's get in a club that has that mindset. Okay. Like it's okay if your club of people, your group of people, your core people, whatever you want to call them, that maybe they don't, um, totally live that way. You can still live that way. That's okay. You can join with other believers who believe God for good things and stand on his promises. And you don't have to go all wonky with it and crazy with it, but you just, just believe him for something today, no matter who's around you in your life. Um, even if you are living alone, you know, in, in the middle of nowhere for a season, that's okay. You can still, you're not really alone. You have like-minded believers who want God's best in their life and we're standing with you arm to arm kind of a thing. So, um, and thank you that, thank you, Jesus. Like, you know, Christianity, thank you, Jesus. Christianity is not a club. I just, you know, I'd never make the cut. I never would. I never would. But Jesus made it a relationship and that's so awesome because everybody makes 
you know, everybody makes the cut into a relationship with Jesus, but it might be hard to make the cut to get into a club. Anybody makes the cut to be in a relationship with Jesus. So if you feel like maybe you're surrounded by people that don't believe in really praying big and having big hope and asking God for big things and praising him in advance, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Just uh, make, you know, it's not a club, it's a relationship. And you have that relationship, even if nobody else around you kind of feels the exact same way. But I hope you have people who encourage you to move on with the Lord in big ways, with big faith. So what you believe God for is also what you're going to be praying for and thanking him for. That makes total sense, right? That should be the way that it works out loud when possible. I've said that before. Um, your, your dirty dog enemy, the devil, and he is, he's just, he's nasty. He's a dirty dog enemy. He does not like it when you thank God out loud, especially when you thank God out loud for something he hasn't even done yet. Satan does not like that. I've said before that whatever Satan doesn't want us to do, that's sort of what I want to be doing. Just so Satan doesn't want me to believe for this, pray for this, praise for this exact same thing that I want to be believing for, praying for, and praising God in advance of receiving that thing. So I thought for about um, two seconds, I thought maybe I would work backwards through this verse from Zephaniah, you know, kind of start at the promises at the end and work backwards because like, we're, we're more prone to really want to hone in on the promise that God is with us. And that is the first thing that it says, the Lord your God is with you. So we kind of want to hone in on that first, especially in really tumultuous times like we're in right now in our country, in the world really, um, but specifically in the United States right now. But then, um, then I decided like, you know, there's just that draw, like he is mighty to save us personally in our own circumstances. And we can be less prone to... Um, maybe understand the amazing promise that he rejoices over us with singing, right? That one is like, I don't really know what that means. I don't get that. Um, That's verbiage we don't really use nowadays. But yeah, God's with me. I can relate to that. But I opted not to work through it backwards because it's not given to us in that order. So uh, hopefully we can get hold of how astounding God is for us, how astounding it is that God is so for us that he sings over us, that he rejoices over us. I'm like, I'm such a daily putz, like in so many ways. You know what I mean? Like just putz, P-U-T-Z. That's a good word to describe me. It's really something to think about being sung over, being rejoiced over. Um, You know, my family, uh, my husband, my kids are really great at enjoying one another. I feel like we kind of rejoice over each other a lot. And my husband makes works really hard to make sure that I know how valued I am. He really does. And, um, you know, hey, we have the surprise benefit of stuff like with my heart issues that can sort of force your hand, so to speak, to see what really matters right now in this exact moment. So I think, I think health crises can do that. You know what I mean? Like they can, they can bring up close and personal what's really important relationally. So this isn't totally lost on me, like being enjoyed um, and having a, having a just enjoyment in our relationships. That's not lost on me. For some people it is. And Lord bless you. If that is you, Lord bless you as you learn this new thing about how valuable you are to God, that you are rejoiced over. He sings over you. But because I'm like such a, a putz on the regular, I'm like, it's still kind of shocking that God, who is perfect in all of his ways, would rejoice over me with singing. Singing is a big deal in the word of God. Singing is a big deal in the word of God. So this packs a wow punch. So rather than work backwards, I decided, okay, we'll, you know, sing this if you know it. I'm not going to sing it, but 
You'll know it. If you know it, you'll know it. Let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Okay, number one, the Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is with you. He's super personal and super close. That is the description of our Lord here. He's with all of us, and he's also with each of us. So let me say it louder for the ladies in the back. God is with all of us, and God is with each of us. Where are you at right now? Where are you right now? God's right there too. God is with you. God is with you. Sitting there in the waiting room of that scary doctor's appointment. God is right there with you. Gathering back in groups again after quarantine. God is with you all together and individually at the same time. Maybe you have a child who's kind of far from the Lord. Boy, God's with you right there. And he's also with them. Keep praying. Keep inviting the Holy Spirit into those relationships and those situations. This might be a word for somebody today. Before I get back to it, I gotta, um, I, I just, this is for somebody. Keep inviting the Holy Spirit into those places. Like if you have a child, maybe a sibling or even a parent that's in a bad place, alcoholism, relationships are a mess, problems at work, serious, serious health stuff, would you just invite the Holy Spirit to come in and be Lord over that area, over that thing, whatever that thing may be, to be Lord over it? And then keep praying that in the coming days, weeks, maybe months. Even even if someone has the door of their heart shut real tight, you know, like they've shut it real tight, you keep praying. You keep inviting him in and he will work. He will hear and he will respond. And for that sweet mama who is wondering if her son is ever going to stop messing around with that crowd of friends. And I put friends in quotes here. I say that, think of quotes, because they're not true friends, and you know they're not. You're wondering if your son's ever going to stop messing around with that group of friends. There is a season of restoration and healing and peace that is coming. It's chasing after you, and it's chasing after your son. Your prayers have been heaping up, and now they're like heaped up to the brim. God says, lean in, lean in, ask him. Ask him to flood that situation with the Holy Spirit and then hang on tight because deliverance is at your doorstep. Okay, I don't know who that's for, but Lord bless you, Mama. Lord bless you. Keep praying for what you've been believing for and keep praising God for it too because it is on its way. It's on its way. Okay, and of course I have to make mention of the fact that the Lord your God is with you. Look, if you don't have food in your neighborhood... Um, right now because the grocery stores have been burned down due to rioting and the public transit isn't working and and on and on I could go you know the buses aren't running you know God is with you oh Lord bless you God is with you and if you know people who are in that situation or you've heard of places maybe not your city but other cities um, what can you do what can you give how can you pray how can you help be the hands and feet of Jesus in these just crazy, crazy times we're living in. The second thing in this verse is that it says he is mighty to save. God is mighty to save. Yeah, wowza, hello. Now I know we all know that, but um, look, this verse already, even if we just stopped right here, it's already provided us with two big promises that we need to hang on to. There is a 0% chance that you are in this alone. And there is a 100% chance that God is just as mighty to save today as he was when the prophet Zechariah penned this book thousands of years ago. He's just as able to save as he was back then. 100% true. I'm going to ask you to say that to yourself right now and say it out loud if you can. The Lord is with me and he is mighty to save. Okay, 
Can you say it? Say it with me. The Lord is with me and he is mighty to save. Maybe you could write that down. Maybe in your prayer journal, put it on a post-it note, stick it on the dashboard of your car um, and say it out loud before you work through your prayer list each day or before you maybe you do your prayer time in your car on the way to work. Say that out loud before you even start talking to God about your list of, of prayer requests. It's simple enough to remember easily. It's solid biblical truth to base your, your prayers on. It'll usher you into God's presence with the right understanding of who he is. He is mighty and he is holy and he's with you. So I'll say it one more time. Okay. The Lord is with you and he is mighty to save. The Lord is with me and he is mighty to save. Make it personal. Uh, he's with you. The Lord is with you. And boy, oh boy, is he ever mighty to save. Not too many things on my prayer list that I can't apply that to. And it's comforting. It's comforting. It builds my faith. But boy, what a comforting sentence. The Lord is with you and he is mighty to save. The third thing in this verse, God will take great delight in you. Okay, there's that word will. And it needs some extra attention here in this verse. What is it that God is going to do? It's a given that he is with you. He's not, that's not going to change. And it's also a given that he's mighty to save. Also not going to change. But this little snippet here, it says that God will take great delight in you. Okay, will, W-I-L-L, that's the guarantee. That's the guarantee, not might. There's no if-then conditions. If you behave like this, then God will take delight in you. No, it just says will, just will. Will means not just once. It does not just say when you gave your life to Jesus and at that moment in time, that's when God took delight in you. It doesn't say that. It says he will take delight in you. And it implies not a single one-time action, but a continual repetitive action. God's going to continue to take delight in you. That is profound. And what's more, not just delight, but great delight. He will take great delight in you. Um, yeah, think of something that brings you really big, really large, just whopper size, really great delight. I really like amusement parks. I mean, you could, um, I do love them. I love amusement parks and maybe that needs to be past tense, maybe loved because I don't know how things are going to go with theme parks in the future. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But they bring me great delight. I don't mind standing in line. You know, I don't love the extreme heat, but I can handle it. I don't mind wa I don't love walking miles and miles and miles and having sore feet, but it's I don't I don't dislike it. Um I don't mind being sticky and sweaty. I don't mind paying three dollars and fifty cents or four bucks for a bottle of water. I don't mind crowds and, and I'm an introvert and I don't mind crowds. I don't mind putting on sunblock again, being sweaty, wearing my hair up and just super unflattering, like messy buns where I look ridiculous because when I'm in the South, my hair becomes frizzorama. It's just so bad. It's like this blonde, frizzy, like rat's nest on my head. I don't mind. Why do those things that I would normally mind, that normally would kind of bother me, why do I not mind them? Well, it's because I'm delighted to be there. You know, we stand in line with our kids and we we talk and we catch up or, um, and our kids are all adults now. So uh, we play games with our kids while we're in line. Um, some great conversations have happened when our family was trapped in a long line waiting to get on a roller coaster. It's a delightful time for me. So what is it for you? Do you love to go to the symphony? Do you love fishing? Dinner at a certain restaurant? Um, maybe there's some place you went on your honeymoon and when you, maybe it's where your husband proposed, uh, you know, does that bring you delight? Rocking your grandbaby to sleep. 
delight. Think of something that fits that bill in your life and now realize that you fit that bill in God's heart. About 10 million times more, if we're honest, like God has taken, God has taken, God is right now taking, and God will keep on taking great, great delight in you, in you. You delight God. Okay, the fourth thing here, he will quiet you with his love. All right. Once again, we've got that really important word, will. It's our guarantee. So we don't want to miss it. We never want to miss it when God promises that he will do something. It's our guarantee and he doesn't want us to miss it. So we need to not read over it too quickly and miss it. This is literally our cue to lean in close and just flat out believe him. Whatever it is that he has promised surrounding that word will, either before that word or after it, that's ours. That's mine. That's yours. It's solid gold. Never, ever discard solid gold. Don't let go of it. If somebody gives you a bar of gold, do not lay it aside haphazardly and just neglect it. Take care of it. It's solid gold. God's promise here for you is solid gold. Please, please, please be careful to watch over this treasure that God has given you. He will, he will quiet you with his love. When you need that quiet to happen in your inner person, when you're really stressed or when you're afraid, When the world is crashing down around you, does this not describe the year 2020 to a T? It does for like all of us. When you're just, when you're ill, maybe a little bit sick, maybe really bad health problems. What if you're just tired of all the rat race and all the difficulties that come from life on this planet? When you're in need of quiet, God promises that he will give it to you. He'll do that for you. And he will do it with his very own very much personal, custom-made, personalized, very vast, and never-ever-ending love for you. That's a promise with a lot of meat on its bones. Know what I mean? Okay, number five, he will rejoice over you with singing. Okay, so I touched on this at the very beginning of the episode. This is a big deal, ladies and gents. Like, roll out the red carpet. This is a really big deal. No other little G God has ever stated that you know, because little G gods are not real. They're, they're not the he's or the she's, they're it's, right? They're not actual living things. If you make an idol or you have some other thing that's God in your life, it's not a real God. It's an it. It doesn't have um, a he or she. Uh, it, that's not what it is. It's fake. So I'm going to call them little G gods and refer to them as it's. No other little G God has ever stated that it will rejoice over its followers and worshipers, subjects. That does not take place in any other realms. Of false religions, that is not what happens. Jesus is the only one who makes this kind of a declaration. Just the Lord God Almighty. And I say Jesus so you know, I'm not talking about all roads lead to heaven. I'm talking about Jesus. That doesn't take place in other scenarios. Just this one. Just the one where the one true God is so fully and totally secure in his sovereignty, his deity, his reign and his rule, his perfect power and his perfect plan that's going to be perfectly fulfilled, his perfect timing, his absolute perfect judgment. Thank you, Jesus, for your justice. We need it. His perfect patience, his total and absolute control over all things, always, all things, always, only that God. The one true God, only he can say that he'll rejoice over his people, his followers, with singing. That's a big deal. Let that sink in. It's a big deal. When's the last time somebody flat out sang over you? Okay, the honest answer might be never. 
which is likely true for most of us if you think of literal singing over us. Like it's something very special, very unique, very intimate and personal. Maybe a good friend wrote a song and sang it for you at your wedding. Like that is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's a big deal. And this is what's promised to each and every one of us who know the Lord. So girls, you happen to be dating a guy who's never sang over you. And it doesn't, like I said, doesn't have to be a literal song, but gushing over you, just enamored with you. You know, you want to be dating fellas who love Jesus way, way more than us. That's number one. Like my husband loves Jesus more than me, and that's the way it ought to be. Um, And that love us the way Jesus leads them to love us. So I'm not talking about expecting perfection every minute of every day. Y'all know it's not what I'm saying, but you also catch my drift. Loving Jesus more than anything else is priority number one. And then they're going to be fit to love you well too, which is a good word for somebody who needs to hear it. Like it's okay to put Jesus first. It's, It's right. And if you are someone who's trying to figure out how to do that in your relationship, Uh, Seek the Lord. Start with this and realize God sings over me. Um, God sings over me. He rejoices over me. He outright sings over you. He rejoices over you with songs, with songs. You got to be willing to hear what he's saying to us, right? Like if we study the book of Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Revelation, those three books of the Bible, then we get this beautiful, powerful imagery of what it's like in heaven, where the Lord God Almighty is continually worshiped. It's super clear from God's word that he is worthy of all worship, of all glory, and of all our praise. It is rightly his. Always has been, always will be. That ain't going to change. And that is the same God who rejoices over you with singing. He sings over you of his own volition just because he's chosen to. It's amazing. The definition of the word rejoicing is this. In the biblical sense, it can mean to give joy to to gladden, to feel joy or great delight. It is the action or feeling of one who rejoices. God's great big wrap you up in the warmest, most comforting, safe in your Abba Father's arms promise to you in this verse. It's this exact kind of love. He feels great joy and great delight about you. The same God who needs nothing, the same God who exists before all of time, that's the God who feels great joy and delight in you so much so that he sings over you. Are you not comforted by this truth? Like you might want to check your pulse if you're not, because this is a big, big deal today and then tomorrow. And then a quarter of a century from now, God will take, that's a capital G-R-E-A-T. God will take great, not meager, not mediocre. Man, God is anything but a God of mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? That's just not who he is. He is not mediocre. He takes great delight in Y-O-U, and it's going to keep on happening. God will quiet you with his love. He will quiet you with his love. His love that took Jesus to the cross. The love that took Jesus to the cross is the love that he's going to quiet you with. Have you ever experienced that? It is, I'm telling you, it's really something when God quiets you with his love. It's, it's amazing. It's profound. It is something. He just settles you down. You know what I mean? It just settles you down. The stuff on the outside, whatever's coming at y'all fast and furious, that might be the exact same, not changed one itty bitty bit, but you're calm. You're cool as a cucumber. You're at peace. You're settled down internally. The peace of Christ is guarding your heart. The peace of Christ is guarding your mind. And man, is that not valuable? What would people pay to have their heart and their mind guarded, safe, 
free of all the anxiety, the worry, the chaos. What would people pay for that? Man, I tell you what, they'd pay a lot. They'd pay a lot. The way the Lord quiets you, the way he settles you down is with his love. That's brilliant. Like think of the way the Brits use that word brilliant. Brilliant. It is brilliant. Okay, I'm going to end the podcast today. Um, I want to pray over you. That's how we're going to end it, if that's okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you just for everything. Thank you for all of it. I really do mean that from the depths of my heart. Thank you for everything, for all of it. And thank you for everything in each person's life who's listening. I thank you on their behalf for all of it, whatever the all of it over the whole course of their life has been. May we be a people who trust you enough to praise you, to lift you high and exalt you and glorify you in all of it, because we know who you are. Your word lays out for us who you are, and it gives us promise after promise after promise. Thank you for that, Lord. Today, we're just so thankful for your promises in Zephaniah 317, the promise here that you're with us, that you're mighty to save, no matter what the circumstances may be, that you're going to take great delight in us all the days of our lives. You will quiet us with your immeasurable and incomprehensible love. Thank you, Lord, for making the decision to rejoice over us with singing. Thank you. Wow, thank you. For each one listening who has a heavy burden, a deep ache, mourning, illness, financial issues, relationship problems, for each one who has things weighing on them that feels like they're just pulling the life right out of them, I lift them up to you. I seek your favor and your grace, your provision and your protection over each one today. Bless your people, Father. Bless your people today. Show each one that you see and that you care and that you're near right by their side. May all your promises to your children prove true. And Lord, bring your will into our lives starting today. As we seek your kingdom and your righteousness first as our number one priority, we trust you to give us all other things as well. We know that you will. You know our needs, and we trust you to meet them all. Thank you for giving us all that we need for life and godliness and for the kingdom work that you have for each one of us to do. May we be about your work today, Lord. Help us to work to get ready for eternity and to work to get others ready for eternity as well. That's what really matters. Bless your people, Lord. Bless your people and move through us in this hurting world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for spending this time with me today on the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's uh, it's just an honor. It's a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. And uh, real quick, a little bit of like housekeeping info for you. This week, I'm going to be headed from Wichita, Kansas to Cleveland, Ohio to the dun, 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 Cleveland Clinic for a little look-see at my heart, uh, find out how things are shaping up there. So I'm going to be out of town for, you know, the week, but when I get back, um, so like the week of June 7th, I'll be back home and um, I'm going to start publishing the podcast every Friday morning. So there you go. There you go. I've got like a plan in place and I'm good with every Friday morning. It's going to work well. Uh, I hope it's a blessing to you. It's taken me like a, it's been a minute for me to get settled on the day of the week, but that's it. I chose one. It's going to be Friday morning episode every week. I'm excited about just getting to sing on a solid routine with one set day for new shows. This may only be a big deal to me, and that's totally fine if it is, but hopefully it'll bless some of you who would like to kind of know when the episodes are going to drop. I'm also in a writer's academy, which is super great. Oh my gosh, I probably needed to join one like a long time ago. And I have um, like a piece coming out in the 
2020 summer issue of the Old Schoolhouse magazine, which is going to be in Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, etc. And with some of the stuff going on with those things, it just makes sense for me right now to have one set time for podcasting. And also, um, hey, listen, I need to be held accountable in my writing, right? I need to I need to write more. That's like do my work in the academy. So feel free. You can be my accountability partner. Feel free to hold me, call me to the carpet, hold my feet to the fire. All right. I will see you back here after I get back from the Cleveland Clinic. And Lord bless you. Lord bless you. Lord bless you. I'm praying for you. Thankful for you. Believing God. Believing God right along with you. So don't stop believing him. All right. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.